Farmer's Market offers fresh vegetables and fruits from local Central Florida guard, uh, growers and is dedicated to serving Newtown and the surrounding community. More information is available at NewtownNation.com. The station, its representatives, radio host personalities, guests, and callers do not provide medical advice of any kind or nature or any kind of medical treatment or diagnosis. All medical and health-related information contained in the Body Mind Health Show is not intended to be a substitute for your physician or for professional medical advice and is being provided for general information purposes only. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Trust me, I'm a doctor. I love my friends cause they got no standards, morals are ethics in the quest for bragging rights. We take a plane to a foreign country loaded with tools and a head of white light. Welcome back to the Body Mind Health Show. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Stringer, and this is here. This here show is to educate, inspire, and empower you to add more years to your life and more life to your years. I, re- I want to remind you that you can always listen to the show again by checking out the archives here at WSLR at WSLR.org or my podcast, which is called Trust Me, I'm a Doctor, and that can be found on anchor.fm or at Google Play under the podcast and iTunes under the podcast. Uh, check the show out on Facebook, which is live right now, and, um, and here we go. So today I'm going to be speaking, or actually I'm going to be answering some questions that I got asked this morning. And... Um, uh, not that I wasn't prepared. I just had a guest that backed out on me in the last minute. And so I had to come up with something else. And I asked some people some questions and what they would like covered. The first one comes from John. And uh, John wanted to know what the top anti-inflammatory foods are. So before I go into anti-inflammatory foods, I kind of want to talk a little bit about some other things that other than eating that you can do that are anti-inflammatory. Um, one thing is sunning. Sunning, going out in the sun with as much skin exposed, 10 to 15, well, really about 15 to 20 minutes a day is one of the best things you can do. I want you to go out there with nothing on your skin. And if you burn real easily, you're going to have to build up your tolerance. So it might start off at five minutes, then go to 10 minutes, then go to 15, then go to 20. But sunning, what you're going to get is the photons, the full ray of light energy that comes down from the sun is actually going to have an anti-inflammatory effect because it's actually a healing effect. Back in the day, hospitals used to have what was called solariums. And people, when they were healing, were actually wheeled to the solariums so they could recover quicker. So one of the things, and why I say don't put anything on your skin, is because one, 
Um, it's now shown in a lot of studies that skin sun, sunscreens can actually cause cancer, skin cancer. Um, but two, you need those UV lights to actually penetrate into your skin. What they're going to do is going to convert cholesterol into vitamin D. And we all know vitamin D is one of the most anti-inflammatory, healthy uh, nutrients that we need. It's actually not a vitamin. It's called what, what it's called is a pro-hormone. And so it's actually something that's utilized by our body to uh, or utilized by your body to have a lot of effects on other things. Like it helps make sex, uh, your sex hormones. It helps with um, inflammation. It just has a whole plethora of benefits. Okay. My number two recommendation that is dirt cheap, um, actually has no um, cost at all, would to be go earthing, earthing or grounding. Now, earthing or grounding is when you walk barefoot or lay down on the bare earth. And uh, what you want to do is you want to do it in the grass, uh, especially something that's not chemically treated. Uh, you can do it in sand. You can do it on actually on concrete, just not on asphalt. But uh, but but it should be uh, wet concrete. Or uh, what even works better? And we're here in Sarasota, and uh, we have these beautiful beaches here. Quartz beaches is walk along the shoreline. You can walk along the shoreline of a natural body of water, and what happens there is as the waves hit the ground. Um, they produce negative ions. And also what comes up through the earth are these negative ions. Now, these negative ions are really electrons, and we absorb them, and we actually use them as an energy source, but they're also very anti-inflammatory. Um, some of the leading cardiologists in the uh, world are actually recommending grounding as, uh, as a heart-healthy um, option for you to do. So those are two things that I would suggest that are completely free that are anti-inflammatory. So to get John's question, you want to know what the top anti-inflammatory foods were. So I'm going to go over 15 today. And uh, the first first set of foods I want to talk about are green leafy vegetables. Now, green leafy vegetables are just full of antibiotic, uh, antioxidants like vitamin A and vitamin C also, uh, but uh, they're also uh, high in uh, vitamin K. Um, and then also uh, one specific type of green leafy vegetable I want to mention is like Swiss chard. Very, very healthful, uh, healthy for you. And what I like is for people to eat uh, a rainbow of different colors when it comes to their veggies because then they're covering more antioxidants. But you definitely need to have dark green leafy vegetables on a daily basis. Um, then from there, number two, I'd say is bok choy, also known as Chinese cabbage. Um, it's has known 70 antioxidants in it, and it also is high in vitamins A, C, and K. The number three food I would say is celery. Celery is also high in antioxidants. It's also very high in anti-inflammatory compounds. Again, A, C, and K, and also potassium. A lot of people are potassium deficient. And sometimes, like, uh, if you get muscle cramps at night, sometimes it might not be a magnesium deficiency or a calcium deficiency. It could actually be a potassium deficiency. And also, if you have arrhythmia or irregular heartbeat, that could also be a potassium deficiency. But also getting too much potassium could also cause an arrhythmia or a heart 
problems. Uh, number four food is beets. Um, I can be honest with you. I don't like beets, but I like to eat beet tops. Uh, I will eat beets on occasion. It's just something I don't like. And I don't really care for root vegetables myself, but uh, beets are high, high. That what gives them that red uh, color is is uh, is an, a substance that um, is very good, very high in antioxidants. The reason I really don't like these is because back in college, um, in chiropractic school, um, I heard how they were good for a liver detox. So I juice some with a, with one of my roommates. And we didn't hear how much you were supposed to juice. We didn't know it was supposed to be about an ounce to two ounces. And we did, uh, I think, about 16 ounces. And we went through a heavy, heavy, heavy liver detox. So much so that I think we both had a, like about 100, 405 fever. Uh, we felt like crap for the next like 24 hours. Um, I recovered quicker than my roommate did. Um, he was pretty much out for two days and it was just like brutal because we had this massive flushing, just this high fever, just felt horrible. But let's get back to it. Beets are high in folate, manganese. Uh, they're also, um, they're also, uh, great in potassium and magnesium. And then, uh, number five is broccoli. Broccoli is high in flavonoids. Uh, broccoli is high in carotenoids. Broccoli is just a great thing. Uh, but, um, it's also has some phytoestrogens in it and I wouldn't eat it with Turkey at Thanksgiving. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, that's one sure way to gain weight. There is an interaction between, uh, some of the components in each of those foods that actually causes a weight gain. But, uh, broccoli is a fantastic anti-inflammatory food. Uh, number six, blueberries. Blueberries are high in a nutrient called quercetin. Uh, quercetin is usually found in some citrus fruit, but also really in dark berries. Um, it has uh, blueberries have an anti-cancer effect, quercetin specifically, and they help increase memory or improve memory. And it's been found in several studies. Uh, number six, pineapple, or number seven, pineapple. So pineapple's high in this enzyme called bromelain. And uh, bromelain is a great anti-inflammatory, though I will tell you eating something like pineapple or a lot of it will actually can also increase inflammation as well because you might be spiking your blood sugar. And if you spike your blood sugar or your blood sugar goes up too high, you're going to have an increase in insulin. Insulin is an inflammatory insulin with many diseases um, and disease processes is the culprit, um, is one of the culprits when it comes to ruining your health. So getting insulin under control. Um, so make, make when you eat pineapple, I'd also eat something really high in fiber at that time. So you can actually use that fiber to, uh, attach to those sugars and they won't have a, a blood, blood sugar raising effect or an insulin spike within you. Uh, number eight, uh, salmon. Salmon is, an, and I would say wild-caught salmon, Pacific uh, wild-caught salmon is best. High on omega-3s, high in a whole bunch of other nutrients, um, lower in pollutants as, a mo as opposed to um, farm-raised or uh, maybe some of the Atlantic salmon out there. But um, just make sure that it's farm-raised, wild-caught, and I would make sure that it's probably Pacific, Northern Pacific salmon. Bone broth, number nine. Bone broth, 
This is one of my new favorites. Um, I knew a little bit about it, but over the last, uh, I would say, year and a half, two years, it's become one of my favorite foods to do. So this is when you take uh, bones. Uh, you can take a carcass from a, a turkey or a, uh, or a chicken or fish bones as well doesn't work uh, doesn't work quite as well with that or beef bones. I would also make sure they're wild or can organic, um, f- um, uh, grass raised um, bones. Um, the reason for this is because if they feed these animals grains, grains have what's in them called lectins. Lectins are a protein that are um, very uh, inflammatory to most people. These lectins get into the muscle and get into the meat and get into the, the actual, um, components of, uh, the meats, the bones, the cartilage, stuff like that. These lectins can get in there. And this is why some people are actually having reactions to even when they eat, um, uh, meat, um, because we're actually still getting grains in our system, but I would get, uh, grass fed, um, anything that's grass fed, wild caught as well with that, put those bones, simmer them in water, um, for about a uh, day. You can also buy, uh, bone broth concentrates that are on the market. I would just test them to make sure that they're right for you, but they're high in minerals, very, very high in minerals. They're high in chondroitin, high in glucosamine, the glucosamine and chondroitin great for our joints. Uh, but the minerals, a lot of us are mineral deficient. Uh, bone broth also protects the gut and actually heals the gut. It's one of the top things I will tell people to do in order to heal their gut. Um, just because if you have any kind of autoimmune disease, you have a leaky gut and leaky guts. When we get these holes in our gut lining that allow big proteins and, uh, small peptides and other things to get in there. Our body doesn't know what to do with these things, um, because they're not foreign invaders. And so we then form antibodies with them. And then we undergo, uh, autoimmune attacks when these proteins, uh, lodge in certain tissues of our body. And so bone broth is one of the great things that can heal, but also restores electrolytes and mineral imbalance, mineral imbalances in the body. So it's actually great for restoring those minerals in your body. Uh, number 10, walnuts. Walnuts are, uh, one of my, uh, favorite nuts. They're high in omega threes. Um, I also like macadamia nuts and pecans, uh, just because of their, uh, omega three, omega six, uh, mix plus, uh, macadamias also have, um, omega seven, which helps with uh, the utilization of omega-3s, but walnuts makes the anti-inflammatory list. Number 11, coconut oil. Um, Coconut oil is just full of antioxidants. It's just loaded with them. It's also made about 20% of medium-chain triglycerides. Um, These are these uh, fats that we can actually utilize as an energy source when we go into a state of uh, keto adaptation or when we go into this fat-burning state, those medium-chain triglycerides can be used as an energy source, but also our bodies can release. Um, trigly- we go in this keto adaptation. Um, we can also release fats from our own fat stores and utilize them as an energy source as well. So, But coconut oil makes number 11 on the top 15 anti-inflammatory list. Next is chia seeds. And I started getting into chia seeds again. I had a, a bag full, probably two pounds, 
in my freezer and I started doing it again this week. Um, two tablespoons of chia seeds has 11 grams of fiber. We need about 25 grams of fiber a day. So I started soaking two tablespoons of chia seeds in a glass of water, and then I just drink it down. It gets a little gelatinous because they start, uh, they start, um, uh, I guess, uh, not yeah, sprouting, uh, so to speak. But uh, I love, I actually love chia seeds. I love that taste with chia seeds. They're high in omega threes. They're high in fiber. They're great for inflammation. Uh, they're about 12 grams of total carbs, but with uh, 11 grams of fiber, makes them a net of one gram carb, which uh, will keep your um, blood sugar and insulin levels under control. Uh, number 13, flax seeds. Flax seeds also are antioxidant properties, anti-inflammatory, also high on omega-3s, but you have to watch out because flax, flax seeds are now getting really tainted um, on the market. I, I believe they're a genetically modified food too now, and also that um, flax seeds are also sometimes sprayed. So I would actually just be really cautious and make sure you get a, a raw organic flax seed, grind it up, add it to your food and use it as an additional fiber source and additional nutrient source. Number 14, turmeric. Um, this is one specific thing that John mentioned today. Turmeric, John, has curcumin in it. Curcumin is a, uh, is a component of it. It's found to be huge anti-inflammatory. Um, it's usually found in um, Ayurvedic foods. Um, I love it. Uh, it's one of the things I will recommend to people to make a concoction to help with uh, certain types of skin conditions where they can actually put this mixed with a, a certain uh, omega fatty uh, acid cream uh, and putting the curcumin on it, putting it on suspicious uh, marks on their body, on skin marks. And usually within two weeks, those skin marks disappear. Now, that doesn't get to the root cause of what causes those skin marks, but it actually will get those things under control. And, uh, and curcumin has actually been found in a lot of clinical studies to be more anti-inflammatory than aspirin, than ibuprofen, than acetaminophen. So it has um, then uh, a lot of the NSAIDs. Um, so it actually has an anti-inflammatory effect that's been uh, documented in numerous studies um, to be better than a lot of these things over-the-counter NSAIDs, so non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. And the last number 15 is ginger, another Ayurvedic herb. Um, it's an immune system modulator, meaning it helps to balance the immune system it also helps to detox your organs and helps your organs break down the toxins that are in them. Ginger um, is very, very good. I would suggest uh, you could do it in capsules. You could do it in oils. But I love just using the regular um, organic ginger and then cutting it up. And then I actually add it to my kombucha. Kind of mellows it out if it's too acidic. Um, or too sugary, kind of just mellows it out and balances out and makes it really, really good. So, John, those would be the top 15. Uh, on top of that, I would also mention um, um, I would also mention fermented foods. I believe fermented foods are great, um, great for the gut. They help restore the, the gut 
uh, microbiome or the bacteria and fungi that live in our gut, and um, which is about 100 trillion cells, um, more than we have of human cells. So we're more fungus. Uh, there's more fungus among us, and there's more bacteria. So um, so we have more cooties in us than uh, anything else. And um, those things are, the gut needs to really be healed. Some of these things can actually irritate the gut if the biome is off. So uh, you also have to be careful with that as well. If you eat some of these foods, they you have a reaction to them. It means your gut biome is off. I would start with uh, bone broth. Um, try to get your uh, gut healed again, and then from there, then start adding the foods one at a time, one every three days, because you got to see if you're going to have a delayed reaction to it. And that's when anybody's trying to reintroduce food, try to only introduce one new food over a three-day period, because sometimes there's a delayed immune response. So that's it. I hope that answered your question. Um, John, thank you for that question today. The next one uh, question has to do with implant illness. So this talks about breast implants and the illnesses that are associated with breast implants. That's a pretty big problem today. Um, they thought if we got away from uh, silicone um, breast implants that that would be uh, that would take care of it a lot because they were leaking. And I don't know if you remember back in the 80s, I think it was 80s, maybe early 90s, they actually got um, pulled off the market and then they were reintroduced to the market not too long ago. But the whole time, all these implants, the outer covering, even though they might not have contained silicone on the uh, inside, they did on the outside. And so what happens is we have a breakdown of the silicone in the body. And the body doesn't know what to do with it, just kind of like I mentioned earlier. So we start forming antibodies to this. And these silicone uh, molecules will start going throughout the body and start implanting in different areas, giving uh, a person a whole bunch of different symptoms that can mimic so many other diseases. I mean, you can have hair loss and nausea and uh, joint pain, uh, arthritis type pain. You could have fibromyalgia type symptoms. You could have memory problems. You could end up with cancer. There's a whole bunch of stuff that is secondary to these. Uh, are these? There's a list of. Oh God, we could probably go through. It probably take five minutes just to go through the list of all the symptoms that could occur with silicone implants or with implants in general. Uh, these breast implants are not good. Uh, women, I will tell you, um, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. If you even if you had breast cancer, um, and uh, putting uh, silicone implants, this is my opinion, uh, putting silicone or putting any kind of implant back in your body, and I know it feels like you lost prob uh, part of your womanhood uh, by having your breast removed, but it's not it's not worth having some other disease uh, later on because of these implants. I would really. Um, I'd applaud you more and I'd be more appreciative because I know you would value your life more if you just didn't get them. And if you have them, I would get them removed. It's not worth it. You can get external uh, prostheses that um, can look and appear to the general public on that. Uh, if your spouse is not understanding to this, then you need to have a serious discussion with them. And if they're still not willing, then they're not the right person for you because they're, they're too selfish. 
when it comes to that, uh, you have to love yourself first and make sure that you love yourself first and take care of yourself first. Uh, I tell people you have to put on your oxygen mask before you can help others with their oxygen mask. So you have to have some self-love, be selfish when it comes to this and have those implants removed. They're just not worth it. They're going to cause a lot of problems and you're actually going to also have to detox from those implants going in your body. So, you know, those are some of the things I'd like to, I wanted to cover. Those are two questions I would like to cover, but also I want to cover a little bit. This is, uh, March is known as colorectal uh, cancer awareness month. I lost my first wife on April 4th, 2007 to colorectal cancer. And I will tell you every type of cancer has a psychological component to it. I didn't know it at the time, but I do now having helped a lot of people, um, through their, um, through their symptom of cancer. And when I say symptom of cancer, cancer is just that it's just a symptom. It's telling you that your body is off balance. If you have balance in your health and in your life, your immune system's balanced, everything's going to function well and optimal. But if you're out of balance, you're actually going to have, um, uh, disease and symptoms that show up kind of like cancer. And so you actually have to address first the psychological issues. Um, when it comes to cancer, you gotta, you gotta, you're not fighting cancer. You're not beating cancer because where your focus goes, your energy flows. And if you keep on focusing on fighting and trying to beat cancer, you're still putting the focus on cancer. And guess what? It's going to keep on coming back. And you're eventually going to lose that battle if you keep on putting your focus on it. So you need to first focus on life, living, and restoring your balance back in your body because that's where life is. Next thing you need to do, you need to actually switch up your diet. You got to actually change your lifestyle. Genetics are the bullets that load the gun, but your lifestyle is what pulls the trigger. And so you really, really need to change your lifestyle. It starts with the psychological and changing your focus. And the second thing you need to do is you really need to change your diet. Now, for every person that's different, I favor a ketogenic diet, which means it's high in fat, moderate in protein, low in carbs, very low in carbs. The reason for it, like I said, mentioned earlier, carbs, sugar raises insulin, insulin causes inflammation in the body and that inflammation is an acidic environment in which cancerous cells actually grow and flourish and so we actually need to make sure that we make it an inhabitable environment for the cancer cells cancer cells are normal cells adapting to an abnormal environment you put a crappy environment there okay and you need to understand this. Your lifestyle has sucked. And you put an inflammatory environment, an inhospitable environment, and your cells are actually trying to adapt and overcome. And they're trying to rapidly replicate in order to save you. It's something you don't want, but it's something that you're getting because of the poor decisions that you had in your life that you made as it relates to your lifestyle. And so you really need to start Fixing these things in your life, 
in order to rectify your health issues. Get out there, go sunning, go earthing, change your diet. These are things that you need to do if you're going to restore the balance to your health and actually eliminate cancer from your body. So these are the top things. You also need to get a lot of oxygen. Learn how to breathe. A lot of people are shallow breathers, breathing from their chest, which makes it a very acidic environment in their body. Make sure you learn how to breathe. I use a system called Live O2 or Live O2, depending. I think the company calls it Live O2. I call it Live O2. Um, but it's a system where I put on a mask. I have this huge um, uh, reservoir bag that I fill with oxygen from room air, get it about 92 to 96% pure oxygen, and then exercise on that. 15 minutes, three times a week, I super saturate my body with this oxygen, making it a very inhabitable environment for anaerobic uh, organisms and anaerobic cells, which happen to be cancer cells. And it's very anti-inflammatory. Those are just some of the things I would do. I want to remind you again, the Body Mind Health Show can be replayed if you missed part of it today. Uh, you want to listen to it again. You can also, you can just listen online um, on the WSLR.org archives, or you can actually listen uh, on the podcast at Trust Me, I'm a Doctor at anchorfm.com. Again, I'm Dr. Sean Stringer, and until next week, thank you, people. Doctor? 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 And Doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Slower is better. Trust me.